Yes, team, how are we? I hope you're well. Welcome to another episode of the High Performance Coach Podcast, and I'm looking forward to uh, taking you on a trip down memory lane today just to provide you with some insights and an understanding as to now why I do what I do, why I've now become the coach's coach, why we now run the High Performance Coach, and the reason as to why I now want to be able to do this is because hopefully it'll be able to provide you with some insights. It'll be able to provide you with some understanding uh, allow you to now start to look at, right, okay, what can I start to action, implement, apply, and plug into my body, business, and life moving forwards, which is going to be absolutely huge. And uh, I'm going to give you some of my biggest lessons, challenges, breakdowns, breakthroughs, successes, highs, what's not worked, what has worked, and uh, hopefully uh, they're going to be able to instill you with an abundance of confidence uh, moving forward, which is going to be absolutely monumental. So if we now start right at the beginning, everything that I now really wanted to do when I was a kid was shaped and around, uh, was shaped around becoming a professional footballer, whether that was now uh, kicking a ball in the park with my mates or whether that was now doing keepy-uppies and kicking a ball against my uh, wall on the road outside of my house until uh, after dark. Everything was now centered around wanting to basically become a striker for Leeds United because Alan Smith at the time was uh, my absolute boyhood hero. I was fortunate enough at the age of uh, 16 to move down to the English Riviera, whereby I had a two-year contract with Torquay United. And uh, I really traded that fun and passion for football and that really turned into stress and pressure because I'd now basically in my mind, I suppose, felt as though that I'd become something, that I now had this expectation, that I now had this demand and also now had this pressure on how I needed to train, perform, turn up, how I needed to play. And that wasn't from anybody else other than myself. And I'd almost like traded that expressive, fun and uh, passionate footballing Joe for this like stiff and rigid um, kind of footballing Joe that really didn't, in my opinion, live up to my potential in hindsight, of course, at that present moment in time, I was absolutely none the wiser. And uh, also for me, once I kind of really got into my second year of um, playing full time, I really enjoyed spending more time down on the English Riviera training uh, in their gym in comparison to now being out on the pitch. And I pretty much would just spend every single day looking forward to training being finished so that I could get back to the house, I could get in my car and I could then go and train chest and arms and a bit of back uh, four or five days a week. Of course, there were no legs because, well, at that age, well, I definitely didn't train legs. And uh, all that I was really bothered about was uh, building building a set of arms and building a bigger chest. And uh, yeah, we also played two times per week and then trained five days per week as well. So um, I told myself the story that obviously recovery wouldn't now allow uh, myself to train any legs, but that was ultimately because I hadn't trained legs in about four years. So anything that I did do uh, would have led to me having doms for probably the next week or so. And that really um, epitomized uh, my, my, my footballing journey, really, because I'll never forget the day that my uh, assistant manager at the time turned around to me after I'd basically been skinned for the 17th time by the same left winger. And he was like, Joe, uh, and he basically uh, cursed and said a few, a few words, which I won't share on here, uh, but was basically like, dude, you've, you've got the turning circle of a milk float. And then, I, then he also told me that I had the turning circle of an Arctic lorry um, at another point. And again, for me, that was just them realizing, right, okay, I was just so top heavy. And I uh, absolutely loved 
kind of training in the gym. And actually, do you know what? My kind of passion for football had started to kind of dwindle and subside, I suppose. And uh, I was then obviously with my Arctic lorry uh, milk float turning circle was not in a position to be able to uh, then get an extended contract. So uh, I obviously left the English Riviera, moved back home for a few weeks, and then was fortunate enough to actually get a scholarship at a university in Scotland. Um, And once again, I spent more time in the gym, uh, actually developing my strength conditioning, uh, my kind of PT qualifications and gaining as much experience um, as I possibly could in comparison to actually spending time uh, training and trying to pursue my footballing career, which then actually led to me um, stopping playing football and starting to pursue and wanting to now get into the kind of physique competing world. And in 2014, that was still relatively new. There was the UK BFF, um, and that was pretty much it. Um, At the time, there were a couple of other kind of up-and-coming federations. There was also like the WBFF. Um, At the time, there was one other that kind of... um, I can't remember now, uh, but was also kind of like another big federation. And I basically committed. I felt as though coming away from football and obviously having that competitive edge that I was just now a recreational gym goer. And I felt a little bit lost. I felt as though that I had so much more to offer. I had so much more that I could explore. I had so much more in me, but I didn't really know what to kind of channel my energy into. And I knew that I loved training. I loved the gym. I loved coaching. I was uh, doing a lot of strength conditioning at the time. I was working probably 20, 25 hours in the gym. At that present moment, I was coaching everybody from 70 plus uh, stretch and tone gym and fitness classes, which was without a shadow of a doubt, the toughest crowd that I've never, uh, I've ever had uh, bicep curling to sixties music and uh, using pink, pink two kilo dumbbells and dancing behind a chair to thermoband uh, with, uh, with obviously like the thermobands was uh, an incredibly uh, insightful and, uh, and, and nerve wracking experience with a very difficult crowd all the way then through to working with gem pop all the way then through to then working with uh, the sports teams, elite level athletes, which was absolutely monumental just for me to be able to now really kind of develop my craft. But I uh, decided to pursue the kind of competing route. Uh, um, didn't really have a clue what I was doing. In all honesty, I was basically just following things from Google at that time and based upon the knowledge that I then had. And then just started to document that stuff on my Facebook page at the time um, and just showing people what I was doing, how I was doing it, what I was eating, what I was training, what cardio I was currently doing at the time, updating them with obviously my physique, my progress photos and all those good things. And it was just a bit of a passion project. Anyway, I went into the, the competition having no expectations whatsoever. There's over a thousand people in the crowd on that given day. There was 25 competitors and uh, I was fortunate enough to walk away with the first uh, prize trophy. And uh, off the back of that, things then really started to kind of skyrocket and snowball in terms of then people wanting coaching, people wanted me to prep them for shows, photo shoots. And it was a lot of kind of younger guys at the time that were obviously a similar age to me. And that's really where J Physique was uh, born. Uh, J Physique was then the first kind of coaching consultancy that I basically built. Um, it was a hobby at the time. And uh, fundamentally, I was winging it, didn't really have any systems. I created some Word documents. I had my Facebook page and basically would then just send out an email every single week with a check-in form. Uh, and then would basically send them program updates and everything else. And uh, that was pretty much it. I then graduated from university. Uh, my stepdad obviously told me to get a real job, which was obviously coming from a place of, uh, of love. And uh, this kind of coaching thing and helping all these people was going A-OK. But again, for me, that didn't really seem right because it was almost like I've just spent four years at university getting a degree. I should now be going and pursuing like a grad scheme or something along those lines. And uh, I just continue to now work 
at the university in the strength conditioning suite, started to do a little bit of lecturing and then just built out J Physique till I got to the point whereby actually the strength conditioning and the lecturing was taking me away from being able to grow J Physique any further. And my whole thought process at the time was, well, that was safe. That was secure. That gave me a stable income every single month. I didn't know anybody else at the time that was doing what I was doing because again, with where I was, the environment, the connections, the networks hadn't allowed me to like kind of have that level of awareness. So um, I took the uh, leap took a complete step away from the coach, uh, from the lecturing and obviously from the strength conditioning. And that's really when things went from strength to strength. And ultimately that's really then when in 2016, Team J Physique was born. I was working with 65, 70, 65, 75 clients at the time. Obviously my systems were shocking. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was just working every hour under the sun and just trying to coach, guide, help as many as people as possible. And then four of my incredible clients who all have full-time jobs at the time had been through their own incredible transformation journeys. They'd um, expressed their interest in wanting to now do their PT qualifications, and they really loved what it was that we uh, did and what we were about, and they wanted to now really become a part of that. Um, so we basically then turned J Physique into Team J Physique. They went from full-time occupations uh, in the jobs that they were doing. One was a policeman, one was a solicitor. Uh, one then basically worked um, in an accounting firm and um, they started then to work with their own clients under Team J Physique until they got to the point where ben, they then obviously got busier uh, and then they came on full time. And at the time, Team J Physique was then looking after 200 plus clients. Um, uh, we were predominantly working with individuals who now wanted to compete, uh, do shows, people that wanted to do photo shoot, people that wanted to go through, you know, like uh, big transformation journeys uh, for holidays or weddings or just for their own kind of personal endeavors, et cetera. Um, and that then was really the stepping stone that's then obviously led to becoming the high performance coach and the coach's coach. But within all of that and throughout that period and throughout that journey and throughout that time, I had basically been the guy that had for a period of time, gone all in on my physique, my body shape, and nothing else really mattered. I compromised and sacrificed my business and my family, my social and my relationships to go and pursue, um, you know, a level of composition that took myself to the absolute extreme. And then off the back of that, when it then came to growing J Physique and Team J Physique, I basically had gone all in on my business, gone all in on coaching clients. I'd gone all in on, um, not serving, leading and looking after myself because I created this pressure for myself. And I basically felt as though that um, I had to continue to go above and beyond work every single hour. I never had any systems in place. And I was then always operating from that place of scarcity, being reactive and just now thinking, well, what if this crumbles? What if this falls down? What if I'm a failure? What if it doesn't work out? Blah, 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 blah. So I ended up then basically compromising my own well-being, not looking after my own energy, my own standards. I was still training, but again, I wasn't auto-regulating. I was going in and absolutely battering myself and still trying to train and eat and live in the same way that I did when I was competing. But ultimately, I had different stresses and different um, roles and responsibilities now in my life, which then led to me driving home in 2017 for Christmas. I, I'm still in Scotland, but my family home's in North Devon. And uh, I'll never forget it. It was a Wednesday morning, uh, you know, a sunny day. I'd slept well the night before. And on the way back, I had to sleep four, uh, four times in service stations, which had never, ever happened to me before. I then got home. 
and then spent the entirety of Christmas in bed, uh, basically unable to really communicate and or really function in all honesty. Um, I would basically sit downstairs with everybody and I'd literally just be sleeping on the sofa. Uh, and we got to the point where by then um, I was getting pains in my head, my chest, and uh, my mom decided to take me to A&E. We went back uh, there twice because they didn't really know what was wrong with me. Uh, and then, yeah, I basically then spent the start of 2018 uh, pretty much back in Scotland, in bed, uh, not really able to do an awful lot. Uh, my confidence was through the floor. My energy completely sucked. Um, I was questioning my entire identity. Obviously, I felt bad and guilty because obviously I wasn't able to coach my clients in my greatest capacity. And in hindsight, basically what had happened was I was just completely overreached, fatigued and burnt out. And just now stopping for Christmas basically was then the catalyst that then catapulted me into that level of fatigue um, because... I didn't, didn't really have any understanding of the red flags that were kind of being shown up to me at that present moment in time. I didn't realize that I was working and doing so much. I was trying to push and demand and give my clients my absolute very best. But upon reflection, I was giving them a three or a four out of 10 because whilst I was still there, I was checking in, I was communicating, I was doing phone calls. And, and it bear in mind back in the day, back in 2015, 2016, back in the day, it sounds like it was about 20 years ago. Um, I was ringing every single client every single week. So if I had 50 clients, 60 clients, 70 clients, 80 clients, I would have a phone call with every single one of them. Because again, there was no like coaching standards. And back then it was, you either sent a, an email check-in um, response um, or you had a phone call. Now for me, an email check-in response back then wasn't enough. And I've uh, preferred to communicate through voice. Um, and therefore I would literally ring every single client every single week um, for a conversation, which was also an incredible learning experience. I built so much trust. I gained so much invaluable experience, but it was also an absolute con, a con in terms of a crimp tonight because it drained my energy. Um, and basically, you know, I didn't really have time for anything else in all honesty. And so, yeah, I basically was telling myself that I was serving, leading and looking after all my clients, in my greatest capacity. But really, I was a three out of 10, a four out of 10. And I was almost doing them a disservice because I wasn't now living in the way in which I now wanted them to live. I wasn't looking after myself in the way in which I then want them to look after themselves, um, which, again, was a massive learning curve for me at that present moment. And then also off the back of that, then got to the point whereby I was like, right, okay, I need to start looking after myself. Uh, I need to actually spend a little bit more time actually now, um, you know, auto-regulating, nourishing, taking a step away, being a little bit more selfish for me. I was then still trying to drive and build and grow the coaching business. We had an abundance of competitors, people who were doing photo shoots. Um, and again, like that is when you have people getting closer to shows and shoots, um, a lot more time intensive and also kind of emotional as well and energy draining because you're so invested in them and their results and what it is that you're wanting them to be able to, you know, accomplish and achieve and do and trying to manage their um, emotion and the pressure they're putting under themselves, et cetera, was absolutely huge. So for me, I was still then training away, serving, looking after myself. I was obviously working, going to all these different shows, uh, working with all these clients. And then basically I dropped the ball with my relationship. I dropped the ball with my social. I dropped the ball with my family. When I would ever spend time with them, I was there, but I wasn't really there. Um, and it wasn't until Leanne basically turned around to me and basically told me that I love my clients, I love my business, <clears throat> and I love my work far more than I love spending time any time with her. Um, 
did things really start to change? Because in my mind, I'd basically been telling myself that I was doing this for us. I was doing this for our future. I was doing this because um, of the life that it was going to create and what we were going to then be able to do. But actually what she wanted was for me to basically stop being business Joe and coach Joe and just be like partner Joe. Um, and actually now just spend some quality time doing some simple things like going for dinner or going for a walk with her and actually just being engaged, which was then obviously another kicking the teeth another lesson and another kind of big like aha moment for me because all right I was in a better place energy wise I was serving my clients but now I dropped the ball in my relationship and for me that is now really stemmed and now is one of the biggest reasons with regards to why I now do what I do and finally the final kind of nail in the coffin for me was then 2019 when on the surface everything seemed to be going well I was looking after myself. I was training. I was turning up. I was going, you know, I was going through the motions. I was still in, in good shape and I was doing things, but I was just like training for almost like the sake of training and, and just staying in shape. Um, my, or the coaching company, which was team J physique at the time from the outside in would have been, uh, you know, deemed and, and seen as being very, very successful. We were still working with 200 plus clients and, you know, relationship wise, I was in a much, much better place, but I felt lost, unfulfilled, lonely, questioning my entire identity. And I had then basically started to realize that the brand, the business that I'd now built and created was no longer me. I basically grown, I'd evolved, I competed seven or eight times and basically helped probably a hundred plus people stand on stage. Uh, we've basically done all these incredible photo shoots, but I just realized that that now really wasn't exciting me, fulfilling me. And I just felt as though I had so much more that I could do and offer. But the biggest challenge that I had was like, right, okay, well, we've now got all these clients. We've built this brand. We've got these other coaches. Um, and now for me, everything that I'd ever wanted, everything that I'd now wanted to build and create and generate, and in terms of like looking at it from a tangible success metric, I'd now had. But getting more clients and making more money was not now making any difference to me beyond my safety and security and, and kind of scarcity means. And so for me, it then allowed me to realize that something needed to change. and. For me, it was now looking at, right, okay, what is it I now want to do? Who is it that I now want to help? What type of impact do I really want to be able to have? Because the physique and the before and after stuff had given me so much. It gave me so many incredible experiences, lessons, opportunities, insights, and uh, had really kind of shaped and molded me. And again, it pretty much became my identity. I was basically the, you know, J Physique body composition consultancy. Um, but then there was that kind of question mark of like, right, okay, now am I going to destroy and rebuild what I've built and what I've created to then basically start again? Um, and then again, everything was going well and everything was in a good place, but I just felt as though that there was something that was missing that I couldn't quite put my finger on. I knew that there was more. I knew that I wanted to have a power and a high level of responsibility. And I wanted to start to speak about more things above and beyond uh, just training and nutrition, et cetera. And that for me was then also kind of another big breakthrough whereby I started to realize, right, okay, actually, do you know what? My passion is actually now really within looking at my own journey, my own setbacks, my own struggles, my own um, previous failures and lessons in terms of trying to now get into the shape of my life, trying to now build a coaching business, trying to then manage, um, you know, a relationship, trying to now explore how good I could really be. But I dropped the ball in pretty much every single thing that I now did because I basically went all in on one thing and then completely neglected everything else. And I then acknowledge, right? Okay. I've been the guy that's now got incredible shape and neglected my business. I've been the guy that's now built an incredible quote unquote business, but completely neglected my body shape, health and performance to the point of, you know, fatigue and uh, burnout. I've also then built an incredible 
body and quote unquote business, but I neglected my social family relationships and I've climbed the ladder of success, but then felt lost, lonely, empty, unfulfilled and questioning my entire identity and what basically drove me and gave me so much fire and passion and love and energy before no longer kind of gave me that same passion, fire and energy. And I then realized, well, if I now feel this way and I'm a coach, I want to continue to um, impact, transform and change more lives. I want to continue to demand more for myself. I want to continue to be the very best person that I can be. Then there must be so many other coaches that are now currently going through exactly the same experience. And I was working with 20 to 30 other coaches at the time obviously with their kind of body composition goals. And we're having very, very similar conversations. And I just then realized that there's absolutely a gap here. And it was now my ability to be able to have the confidence, the backing and the belief to be able to now let go and step into, right, okay, who is it that I now know that I wanted to be? And what was that five pound note I needed to pick up and off the floor and have the confidence and certainty and realizing, right, okay, people need me as I am right now today and not somebody who's got more qualifications, experience, knowledge, or whatever it might potentially be. And basically I picked up the coach's coach five pound note and decided that that was something that I was now going to own. And I was going to transition and shift and change my marketing, my messaging to now speak to coaches, not in terms of how they can get into the shape of their life and how they can stand on stage and how they can do photo shoots, not in terms of how we can now give them the marketing strategies, tactics, and tools and sales scripts to be able to now help them build a bigger business, but how we can now help them become look after serve lead and create the very best them. How can we now make sure that they were the business, the brand, the asset, the very thing that people were looking up to, uh, looking towards for them to be able to now lead, guide, and um, trust? And for me, it was about realizing, right, okay, that we as coaches have these different pressures internally, externally. We have these different demands, roles, and responsibilities. And as you continue to build, progress, and grow, what's got you from where you were to where you are right now is not necessarily going to get you from where you are right now to where you want to be. You're spinning lots of different plates. And um, you almost then become like buckaroo because you build a coaching, you start a coaching business because of your own personal journey. And then all of a sudden, you're doing loads of things that you never thought that you would be doing, like the admin, like booking clients in, like finance, like worrying about tax, that, whatever it now might potentially be. You're, you're then your own graphics design guy or girl. You're writing your own copy. You're requiring, you're responding to inquiries, doing sales calls, like all these different things. And you then start to realize, right, okay, it's not just about now coaching. You're then being pulled from pillar to post. Um, you then have the, also the pressure of, right, okay, I now need to build a business. I now need to be able to get myself financially to a place of safety and security so I can now provide for myself and my family. Um, and again, like trying to now spin all these plates across body, business, brain, and balance and feeling like you're being pulled from pillar to post can be incredibly difficult which is now why I wanted to build something that was about you. It was about how can we now make sure that you're in the very best place in terms of your body shape, your health, your energy, your performance, your business, and now making sure that's now going to be an extension, an expression of you. You're going to be putting the systems in place, save yourself time, effort, money, and stress, both personally and also professionally, so that you can now continue to thrive and go to the next level. All whilst you've got that level of awareness in terms of how do I now want to live my life and how do I now want to turn up for my family? And most importantly, realizing that balance doesn't exist. If you now want to be the absolute very best, if you want to pursue a goal, if you want to go kind of quote unquote all in, that's what you have to do. And my 
role is not to now basically um, support you with just that in its sole entity. It's to now look at, right, okay, how can we start to protect the downside? How can we start to mitigate the risk? So if you are in a position right now that you're wanting to explore and double down on business, well, how are we then protecting the downside and mitigating the risk with your body and also with your balance? How are we now making sure these things are going to complement and enhance that goal and that mission that you're on and not complicate? Exactly the same to be said, for if you're trying to pursue your own body shape, health and performance goal just now, how do we then mitigate the risk, protect the downside and raise awareness around, right, okay, where do we need to be in business and balance to be able to then support that so that we're not then just dropping the ball, kicking the can down the road and then worrying about the consequences in three, four, six months time, whatever it now might potentially be. And again, also now realizing that in 2022, the fitness industry has never been more saturated. There's never been more coaches now that are operating online and you have got 0.6 of a second, probably even less for you to now be able to grab somebody's attention. And everybody's now doing the same thing. They've all got the same marketing strategies, tools, tactics, polls, calls to actions, sales, um, scripts, whatever it now might potentially be. So your point of difference, your point of reference, and the very thing that people are now going to believe and buy in, and the very thing that's now going to connect you to somebody else is going to be you. It's going to be how you turn up, how you operate, how you live, how you perform, how you communicate. It's going to be your lessons, your stories, your experiences, what it is that you've now been through. You are the most valuable asset that you now have in your business. And people now buy people. If people aren't going to now buy and believe and invest in you, they're not going to buy your program. And you are the very uh, difference between the coach who's also posting similar content to you or trying to replicate, copy, or whatever it now might potentially be. And when you look at it through that lens, it's that ability for me to be able to now start to understand, right, okay, how do I now make sure that I'm at my absolute very best? How do I now make sure that my business is an extension expression of me? How do I now make sure that my standards, my energy is where it now needs to be? How am I now ensuring that I'm now communicating from a place of empathy, relatability, vulnerability, but also authority? And how can I now make sure that I'm still an inspiration in the way in which I now live, perform, act, turn up, communicate? And how am I now trying to better myself as a person? And when you're trying to do that, develop that, and you get the person thriving, the people and profit will follow. Your ability to now be able to amplify your brand, your brand message, your brand ethos, your brand standards comes down to you. It starts with you and it ends with you. Your culture can only be as strong as the behaviors of your leader. And people are now looking to you. So it's not now going to be another qualification or knowledge or whatever it now might potentially be. Don't get me wrong. Those things are going to be important. But the point of difference and the reason that people now buy into you is because of you, what it is that you've been through, your lessons, and now why you do what you do. Why are you on this mission? Why do you have this purpose? Why do you now want to help who you help? And how can you start to articulate their problem better than they can explain it themselves? That's when you become the expert. How can you start to share stories and how can you start to take power over your vulnerabilities? Because I spent so much time when I first started out for the first probably two or three years, pretending to be somebody that I wasn't, painting this perfect picture. I never would let my guard down with any clients. And I didn't really have an ability to be able to really build an unbelievable level of trust with some people I did, but in hindsight, not to the degree that I do now because I wouldn't really let people in. And I always had to show people how I was smashing it, crushing it, or how incredible things were, or whatever it might have potentially been, instead of just now being me and taking ownership and responsibility over my vulnerabilities, my flaws, and what I'm not very good at. And that was also a big, 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 big shift for me that allowed me to realize with the high performance coach. I needed to stop being somebody that I wasn't. And I needed to stop pretending that I had control and knowledge and understanding over something that I actually didn't. I needed to understand, right, okay, what is my lane? 
Who is it that I now want to be? And who is it that I now want to help? And how do I now want to help them? And what is it that I don't want to do? And who is it that I'm not? And what is it that I don't actually have knowledge and experience and insights on? And how can I then build a network, a power team, a boardroom, and people around me for me to be able to now bring in or refer out? And just getting really clear over, okay, these are my skills. These are my superpowers. This is what I believe that I'm great at. And this is how I can help you. And also, this is what we don't do. This is what I can't help you with. And that for me gave me so much power because it now allowed me to realize that, right, okay, there are coaches inside the coaching program that have got more experience than me, more knowledge than me, make more money than me. They're in better shape than me that um, have got more degrees than me. And that's absolutely a-okay. Whereas previously that would have impacted my ego and I probably wouldn't have been able to let that go. And also I probably would have questioned myself continuously in terms of who am I and why do I now have the right to be the coach's coach? And I'm not where I should be yet. And I don't deserve to be here because I haven't got X, Y, or Z qualification or look at that person that's now ahead of me. Instead of just now realizing, right, okay, people need me exactly as I am right now based upon my lessons, my experiences and my challenges and what I've now been through and my ability to now be able to help guide and lead and coach them to be able to be the very best that they can be across body, business, brain and balance. How can we now make sure their business is an extension of them? How can we make sure that they're continually raising the glass ceiling around what they now believe is possible? How can we now really make sure they're getting world-class results, not just in terms of the results they get with their clients and how they look, but in terms of how they feel, perform, operate, and live? How can we now really make sure that everything that we're now currently doing is in accordance with your values? And you're now starting to become an even higher performing machine because we're now starting to create better systems. We're now starting to create better operating procedures. And now we're realizing that, right, okay, if I can now be that lighthouse, that beacon, and I can now operate with that magnetism that's now going to pull the right types of people towards me because I know who I am, what I stand for, how I help people and the results that I get, that's going to be powerful. And also, you can only ever take your clients to the point at which you've now been. You can't take them further than what you've now been because ultimately you don't know what that's like. You don't know what that experience is. And also it requires a completely new level of thinking. So with these coaches right now, and even with myself, every single decision, behavior, action, choice that I now take and make is centered around um, the high-performance coach ethos. It's centered around um, failing and learning, developing, growing, expanding, testing my comfort zones, and continually trying to now raise that glass ceiling so that I can continue to coach from a place of empathy, relatability, understanding. I can continue to become a better, more valuable asset that is now um, extending the client journey as well because of what I'm currently going through learning and developing personally, physically, and professionally. Whereas if I, and I see this with coaches, like stopping themselves because they're then so busy, they're not really challenging themselves, testing themselves. And also they're not really making their business an extension expression of them. So right now, is your business centered around your uh, ability to now be able to value your body, your health, your career, your family, your mind? And how can you start to start? Uh, how can you now start to speak about these things? I speak about with other um, coaches, like it might be like fun, family, fitness, fulfillment. But what are your highest values that you now have in your life? And how can you start to impart that into your coaching business? And who is it you're now trying to speak to? What are their dream results? And how can you now start to communicate, empathize, connect, relate? Because that's going to be the very thing that's now going to get people to buy and believe into you. And once you get yourself thriving, excelling, operating, and leading, everything else will then follow. The marketing, the sales amplify that. But how do you currently stand out at this present moment in time? And how are you now building more relatability through your stories, lessons, experiences? And how are you now aligning people to why you do what you do? As Simon Sinek would say.
which is going to be absolutely huge. So I'm not now the coach's coach because of whatever qualifications, knowledge, experience, results, or anything along those lines. It's simply based upon the lessons, challenges, experiences, breakdowns, setbacks, highs that I've now seen and had. And realizing that right now, um, like money and more clients can only take you so far. And of course, that's the first step to be able to get yourself to a place of, of safety and security. But also even then, your first clients probably came through the fact that they watched you and your journey and what it was that you now went through and your energy, your standards, how you now turn up, the results that you now get them, how you're demanding more from yourself is going to be the very thing that's now going to allow you to radiate that right type of message. It's going to attract more individuals and it's going to allow you to do more, be more, and achieve more. But then above and beyond that, it has to become about finding a higher power and a greater level of responsibility. Your goals in terms of like physically and professionally, in terms of tangibles, in my opinion, aren't enough because you get there and then it's like, well, okay, now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Next goal, next target, next income bracket, next performance target, whatever it might be. And they're important. Of course they are. But it's that North Star. It's that infinite purpose. It's that long-term game with long-term people. And what is it you're now wanting to build and create? And what is it you want to do? Who is it you now want to help? What is your passion? What is your purpose? And how are you making sure that you're an extension expression of that and truly living that? Because that will give you the confidence, the belief, the certainty, the backing to be able to go forth. And also, how do you now take ownership and responsibility over your flaws, which will give you so much power? Because for me, they used to crumble and crush me because I used to then think, oh, what, what happens when I get found out? Instead of now realizing, right, okay, I'm not an expert in this. Um, I failed at this. I don't know a lot about this, but here's what I do know. This is how I can help you. This is what I can do. And this is how I can connect, coach, guide, lead you to be able to now thrive across body, business, and life. And when you get that aligned, it becomes powerful. The fire, the energy becomes incredible. And I don't want coaches to have to go through and experience what I've now been through on whatever level. I want to be able to give them the bridge, the ladder, the stepping stones, the support, the safety, the challenge, the opportunity, the coaching, the education, the, account the accountability and the culture and the community for them to be able to explore how good can I now really be and how do I now make sure that um, I'm now progressing and I'm just now raising awareness around my roles and responsibilities. How am I now making sure that I'm now developing and building the most important asset that I now have in my business, which is now you? And how am I now focusing on that long game? Because here's the thing. In the finite game, people might temporarily get ahead of you. People can use tactics, tools, and strategies in the short term to be able to get one step ahead, to have a bigger month than you, to onboard a few more clients than you. But time is now either going to promote your exposure. And I think I shared that a couple of episodes ago. And what is the game that you're currently playing? What are the world-class basics you now want to double down on? What is it you're now working towards that's now going to give you that ability to be able to think bigger? That's going to now allow you to really go and move forwards and make sure that everything you now do is congruent in alignment with what it is that you now want to do. And regardless of where you are right now, whether you're just starting out, whether you're two years into the game, five years into the game, whatever it now might potentially be, I think there'll be some elements, components there that will be relatable for you. And just now realizing that people need you as you are today. People need you because of the lessons, the challenges, and the experiences that you've now been through. 
people now need you to turn up as you and the point of difference in the marketplace is now going to be you. And if we get you thriving, everything else follows. Not a call to action, not a poll. And not some sales script. That's powerful and amplifies you. That adds. But that's the tip of the iceberg. So take the opportunity to ask yourself, where am I right now? Is my business an extension of me? Am I now living in accordance with my values? How am I now currently turning up? And am I now aligning my behaviors, actions, and choices to the goals that I've got, of course, but also then to something bigger and greater than me? Because I say this to my high-performance coaches all the time, that they hold me to a higher standard. I hold them to a higher standard. They hold me to a higher standard. Because in my mind, they're developing, investing, believing, trusting in me as their leader. So I need to make sure that I'm at my absolute very, very best. And I also live and breathe and say what I do. And I'm confident in the advice that I now give because otherwise I end up overwhelmed, feeling like a fraud, questioning myself, questioning my entire identity. And that then gives me an inability to be able to serve, lead and coach to my greatest capacity, which is why your standards, your systems, the blueprint and how you look after yourself is so, so integral because that's the confidence. That's the building blocks that now allows you to continue to build, develop, and coach and operate from a high level of authenticity, which becomes powerful. So I hope that was useful. I hope that was powerful. I hope that was beneficial in some way, shape, or form. And I hope that you've been able to take something from that, regardless of where you are or how you're feeling right now. And if things are a little bit slow and low, that's okay. Realize that for you, it's going to be now starting to look at, right, okay, am I now currently doing the world-class basics? Am I now currently doing the things that I know that I need to be doing that I should be doing? And ask yourself, what is it that I'm missing? Or what is it that I'm not currently seeing? And how can you continue to operate from that place of stability? And know that it's on its way if you continue to double down on those elements, components that we've just now spoken about today. And if you're thriving, absolutely phenomenal. And know that those challenges and those uphill battles will continue to come. But you now want to make sure that we've got the standards and systems, the stability, the level of thinking, that infinite purpose, that curiosity, creativity, passion, purpose, drive. An ability to now be able to master your craft and what it is that you now want to do, which is going to be the biggest driving force above and beyond money or working with more clients in its sole entity. So if that was useful, beneficial and powerful, I would absolutely love to know feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. And if you know of any coaches that would massively benefit from listening to this episode, I would hugely appreciate it if you could go and share it with them and also subscribe, comment. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, continue to hopefully peel back the layers of the onion and give you a little bit more and diversify some of the content and the topics that we're now going to speak about, bring in some incredible guests and hopefully now just give you one nugget that you can now go and plug and play that will improve and leave you in a slightly better place, which will then allow you to impact, transform and change more lives, which is going to be absolutely huge. So listen, appreciate you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you taking the time to tune in, have an incredible morning, evening, afternoon, whatever it is that you're up to. And I shall speak to you very, very soon.